Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Howdy, and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast, Lost Tapes Edition. This is the first of two episodes that we recorded in prior weeks that we are just now getting around to publishing. Today's episode is one that we recorded right after the A&M Spring Game. It was a really good episode, and we wanted to make sure that we got it out there, but we do want to acknowledge that it has been several weeks since we recorded, so some of the info may be a little bit dated. We hope you like it, and we will be back on Thursday with our draft of the newly hired coaches in college football. Enjoy. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy, and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. We are breaking down the Texas A&M spring game today. But first, let's talk about our weekend, Chase. All right. (laughs) Uh, Chase and I hung out this past weekend. It was my mom's uh, 60th birthday. Uh, We had a big party for her at the Cowboy in Mejia. Um, Chase and his wife got to come down, and we just had a good old time. Let me tell you something. I love the Stone family like they're my own family. And um, I, I was, we had so much fun uh, just, just being there. And uh, I don't know, we just felt like a, a member of the family. And I know that she really had a blast. Uh, I could definitely oh, yeah, tell that. Did. But um, I think outside of her, me and Emily probably had the most fun out of everybody. <laughs> we were just, we just thoroughly enjoyed it. And, and yeah. the Cowboy at Mejia is, is really a super cool venue. Um, I, I wish they had it. Like you step in there and you really feel like you're in like a 80s dance hall. You know, it's it's just like a, like you're back in a, an urban cowboy. Yeah, yeah, it feels or like even footloose. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like if you go to the bar and order something, like you're gonna get get it with a pool tab, and if you were if you were gonna go meet your friends there, y'all are gonna play quarters. Like it, it just seems, it's just got that old school vibe, and um, I don't know, super neat. The last time I was there was when Sutton got married, and that was a blast. Shout out Sutton! So shout, shout out Sutton! Shout out Jenna! Um, but yeah, I, we we had a, a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> happy birthday to Lisa! Happy She's birthday, mom! The best. Yeah. And yeah, thanks for the invite, man. We yeah, we, of course. we really really had a blast and good times were had by all. I can tell you that much. Um, but but before that, before the party, Chase and I were able to take in the Texas A and M spring game. Uh, thankfully. That timing worked out where we were able to watch all of that, which, by the way, longest spring game I've ever watched. <laughs> it felt like it took, like, we sat down at one. I was like, okay, uh, we'll kick it off at one. 
this will definitely be over by like two thirty, you know, three at the latest. Well, like three forty-five, it's like they're still running play. <laughs> it felt like it was, it was, uh, it was a little, little out there. Yeah, it was. I, I really expected it to be over about three thirty because we were meeting at what four for lunch, and so my plan was I'm, I was going to get there. We're going to watch a game at three thirty. I was going to run to hotel, get checked in, right. change, and meet y'all for dinner. <laughs> and um, that just was not the case. It, it was about three o'clock. It was at halftime. The first and it, the, the first, first half was two took hours. An hour. Yeah the, yeah, the first quarter was, took one hour. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but all in all, it was um, it was a lot of fun. It worked out perfect. We got to yeah, watch it, it together and all that. Um, um, I guess it's a good idea that we didn't end up going with my original idea of like running down to college going station, down there, watching the first half, and then coming home because or co- going to Grosbeck because. If we'd have left at three o'clock and come back, yeah, that would have been a whole different deal. So, yeah, uh, that would have been cutting it close to say the least. But, yeah, uh, so for this episode, pretty much focused on the spring game. Uh, our episode coming out next week is going to be a coaching draft featuring Chase, myself, and a special guest uh, drafting all the newly hired college football head coaches. And the week after that, which is what you've all been waiting for, is a Q&A episode. We haven't done one in a long time. Uh, it feels like, gosh, I, I don't even know when our last one was. It was probably before the season last year. So go ahead and get your questions in. Uh, just you know, text us, reach out to us on Twitter uh, or Instagram or wherever else. I'm sure we'll be uh, promoting that. But wanted to get that out in, in the front half of this episode that we will be doing Q&A uh, in, in two weeks. So please send those questions in. Yeah, that will be a lot of fun. We had yeah. so much fun with the last Q and a episode and it's definitely one that I've been wanting to do for a while. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Those are always the best, the best episodes because it doesn't require a ton of prep. Like we just sit down and, and read some things off. And we have, we have some cool ideas that we won't reveal just yet on, on how we're going to do those, but um, very much looking forward to it. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into the spring game stuff, uh, real quick, uh, Caleb Caleb Chapman announced he was transferring uh, from Texas A&M, uh, the hero of the Florida game back in 2020, made a couple of grabs last year at receiver, but has, you know, has always struggled with injuries, and I don't know if that was – you know, his, his factor is deciding factor in, in deciding to leave or if, you know, maybe some of these new guys coming in, I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but I, I can't say enough good things about Chapman. I, I definitely wish him the best and hope he has a, a ton of success wherever he ends up. Yeah. I always wanted for him to stay healthy and live up to the, the hype and potential of, um, what we knew that he could do. I'm uh, not saying that he didn't live up to how good he was because when he was playing, he was he was really good. But that injury bug just kept getting him, and yeah. um, I hate I hate that so much for any kid. Doesn't matter what college, whatever. Um, I don't want anybody getting hurt, <laughs> but 
some people it just it just happens and that's yeah. kind of the way it falls and um but it's it's uh all all over i think um i think the transfer portal of course has its downfalls and it has some problems that need to be addressed in college football um it creates a big plethora of kids out there that want to go somewhere but can't find a place. Um, almost oversaturates the market, if you will. But I think guys like Caleb Chapman, it gives them an opportunity to go to a different university that I, I don't know. Is he, do you know if he has graduated yet? I know that he just got his ring this okay. weekend, this past weekend. Because I, I think that's part that's part of college football and the transfer portal we don't really talk about is um, you think about somebody who who has a lot of injuries, they might not their focus might not be the NFL, and I'm not saying that his isn't. Maybe it is. I don't know. Don't know him at all. But you, you got to think that if you if you were getting hurt a lot, you might start to think, I need to plan outside of the NFL and see what will happen. Right. Um, maybe that's the drive. Maybe it's not. I, I don't know why I applied this filter to uh, Caleb Chapman because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really. <laughs> uh, it's an early morning pod, and yeah. um, it's, uh, it's raining outside, which is – morally not okay um to wake up to rain i don't know there's something just morally wrong about it when you wake up and it's yeah, if, raining like it's I wake up to rain, when it's dark outside if i wake up to rain i go back to sleep <laughs> that's exactly what i did <laughs> if, um, if i'm able to <laughs> uh, so anyhow best of luck to chapman is what where i was going with my yeah. ramble there um i hope him the best hope he can find um not only a good good team to land uh, but maybe a good university that can he can have two alumni networks to work off yeah. of. I think I think everybody is a big supporter of Chapman. I don't. It's not not a trick. It's a transfer. I hate to lose. I hate to see him go. Um, yeah. But it, there's no no harm towards it either. I think hopefully he can find somewhere to to land that um, he can get some good playing time. He can stay healthy and um, yeah. I hope the best for him. Yeah. It did make me happy that he did stay to get his ring, and then and then decided to transfer. Uh, th yeah. There's just something about that. Like he's he's been here for four years. Like, like he's an Aggie. Like he's always going to be an Aggie. Absolutely. Um, I think I remember when he committed. Like his, I think his grandfather had had either just passed or something like that. But he was a big A and M fan, and you know, Caleb getting that offer from, from the Aggies was was very emotional and. I know he was he was happy to be here, and, and you know he gave us like like there, there, there's always going to be the memory of the Florida game. Like that was yeah. such a big monumental moment in in Jimbo Fisher's tenure here. Like if you if we if you lose that game, things look way different today. Sure, um, but we we won that game. Caleb was a big part of that, and you know we it's like we said already. We, we wish him the best, but. Um, Moving on to the the game itself from this past weekend, uh, really really big 
recruiting weekend, and we won't get into the ins and outs of that, but pretty much it felt like almost every four- and five-star player that we're after was on campus at some point last weekend. <laughs> like, yeah. there was guys coming in on Thursday and Friday, and, you know, some came in on Sunday, and it was it was a who's who of, of Texas A&M recruiting and, and some of our top targets. Uh, I know they got a, a five-star punter. I'll put five-star in air quotes because punters aren't rated five stars by the services, but the Kicking Academy is rated them as five stars, and that's what this kid is. So um, that was good to see. His name's uh, Tyler White from South Lake Carroll. And uh, then yesterday, out of the blue, they got a high four-star defensive back, uh, Bravion Rogers. So um, much, much more to come from this past weekend. And as, as that unfolds, we'll definitely uh, get into that more. But um, with all that being said, let's talk about the game. Um, it was, you know, I've, I feel like we should, we should look at spring games for what they are, and that is a practice, right? Like it's... Mm-hmm. Like they're not doing like the coaches aren't calling plays and the players aren't playing as if this is, you know, a game against Alabama. It's it's hey, like, here's what we want to work on. Um, you know, this is kind of what our 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 plan is. Let's go out and, and execute it that way. Yeah. And plus, there was like 20 guys out with with minor injuries, but just not any sense in risking something serious. That's that's the biggest takeaway from this is for sure. nobody got hurt in a bad way that's going to keep them out for the fall. So that that in itself is a resounding success. Yeah, that's that's what you always want from a spring game for sure. Um, and spring games have a way of because let's say that you didn't have any injuries and you had the whole team there, you're still shaking up the monotony and um, – you, you take different guys and put them on different teams. And so now you're getting different looks than you're used to getting in practice. Um, you know, we had a lot of defensive backs that were out. So a lot of walk-ons out there playing. Well, that, that presents something new that maybe these receivers don't go against these guys as much. Um, allows for the quarterbacks to, to kind of plan, hey, we're going to go – we're going to go at him. You know, we think he's the weak length of, of the defense. And then maybe maybe you have a, a guy like uh, Avery Hughes who really shined, had, had <laughs> several interceptions, a, a, a one that he returned for a touchdown. And, um, and so it gives a, gives a different defensive look, I think, than, than what you always get in, in practice. And it allows your – assistant coaches to you know scheme against each other um which you don't get as much either and so so overall spring games are good they're good teaching moments on here's how to handle a game here's how to go into something and not know what you're going to expect um which i think especially in football is is a big part of it. You don't know what's coming. You don't, every time you play a new team, they're going to have a lot of the same, but then they're going to have some wrinkles that you have not seen on film. And how do you adjust to that? How do you pivot? And it's hard to simulate that in practice, but it's a lot easier to simulate that in a spring game. Yeah. 
and, and Jimbo, I, 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 we're going to probably hit quarterbacks first. Mm-hmm. Um, but even Jimbo said in the in the in the post spring game press conference, the the plan was to not run the ball very much, and you know they, they felt they they could. Re- I guess I guess I guess reduce injury risk that way if they did, if they weren't running the ball and having a lot of dog piles, and number two they were very focused on deep passes, um, mm-hmm. and from the sounds of things it probably wasn't the best day weather wise for deep passes, but that didn't matter that they were still going to go out there and and try to execute that. So it's easy to look at the performance of some of these quarterbacks and be like, man, like we we really struggle throwing the deep ball and and and. I'm not sure if these quarterbacks are any good. Uh, I, I, I would take that performance with a grain of salt because definitely because of the weather and you know some other uh, circumstances. But I don't know. Of all the quarterbacks, I, I came away feeling pretty good about the situation. I think we have three guys that are that have the potential to be really good in the system. Um, King showed some. Some flashes with his legs, uh, you know, had a couple of, of turnovers, but uh, felt like you know his his short to intermediate uh, passes were, were, were pretty were pretty good. Um, Max Johnson is way more athletic than I thought he was. <laughs> I mean, he Definitely. was he, he was running all over the place. Like, I was going to say seeing, he showed off his legs too. Yeah, and uh, he, he had a couple long runs and just what what's really good like what he does really well is like being athletic enough to like, like maneuver around the pocket and uh, avoid pressure and, you know, find open spots and, and keep his eyes downfield. But on top of that, he can take off and run. And I thought he was, he was very decisive when, when, when taking off to run. Like he's like, Oh, you know, my guys are covered, but there's uh, there's a gap right here where I can, you know, get through real quick and get a first down. I think that's, that's a really, really, uh, impressive quality for a quarterback to have. I agree. I think the, I think what you said is, is exactly how I walked away feeling there. There wasn't a drop off between the three quarterbacks, uh, at least not how I felt on, on it. I thought Max Johnson and Haynes King looked very similar. I think they um, played as well as the other. And I think Wigman did too. I think he he flashed in in his own right too. Um, but it gives me a great deal of confidence going into the season that whichever of the three win the job, they're going to do just fine. Yeah. And I wasn't sure with the Max Johnson transfer. I thought it was kind of random at the time. Um. But I think I think after watching him play, watching the spring game as a whole, I really see the the need for him coming in. Um, again, nothing against Calzada because Calzada did a lot of really good things for us this past season. Um, but there was bigger question marks for me last year. Like going into it, I was kind of like, okay, it's all on King or. We're going to have a drop off here. Um, we're right. going to have some holes that, that we have to fill. And and I think, you know, if King were to start the season and get injured in the third game 
or a second game, whenever he got injured this year, I'm not really worried about Max Johnson going in. There was oh, yeah. there was a lot of worry for me having Calzada jump in, um, and I think vice versa. You know, if Max Johnson started and he were to get injured or come out, and Haynes had to go in, I got a lot of faith that he's going to go in and, and play. And if we roll Connor Wigman out there after watching Haynes King and Max Johnson. Well, that gives me a lot of confidence that he's going to do really well because he beat <laughs> up two really good quarterbacks. So yeah. I think we we, we re- rebuilt that position in a very quick way. Um, coming out of last year where we're, we're using our second string as our first string and our backup as a walk-on, Yeah, it, it was – it still has me scratching my head on how that even happened. Yeah. You know, when Jimbo's really well known as being the quarterback whisperer, yeah, I would think that was a position that we should always have really good depth, right. and it really exposed us last year. And I, I think, I think that's our. It, it's funny how that happens. It happens almost every single year. Where coming out of the season, my biggest question marks end up being our biggest strengths going into the next season. Right. And um, I think that has absolutely happened at the quarterback position. Yeah, yeah. I think I think coming into the spring, whenever whenever it was announced that Max Johnson was transferring in, I was like, okay, like this is this is this is this is great for depth. You know, um, maybe maybe he'll make it a competition. But like Jimbo loves King, it's probably going to be King, right? If not mm-hmm. King, then then the freshman phenom in Wigman. Um, but Max, man, like he's, he's, he's really impressed me and it, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all to see him win the job outright. And he, he may very well do so, um, especially by performing as well as he did only being in the system for a couple of months. Uh, but, but, but like, I think we've said it before, like his dad's a former NFL quarterback, won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the day. Um, very, very smart kid comes from a very, uh, like a, a, a football family, obviously, um, picking up the offense won't be any trouble for him. So, I think th- there's a lot to be excited about at quarterback. Yeah, I think what we have is a real quarterback uh, competition on our hands. Yeah, and I think what we've seen every other year under Jimbo hasn't truly been a real quarterback competition. Yeah. We go into every year acting like we have a quarterback competition. Every every uh, college across the nation does that, so that you know teams have to plan for the backup as well because you don't know who's going to start. But like going into last year, yeah, there was a quote unquote quarterback competition between Haynes King and and Calzada, and at the time Eli Stowers, but it was pretty well known. Okay. Haynes is going to be the one that's going to win this. And, right. And I, I don't think there's a clear winner. I don't think we'll ever have a clear winner between these three, uh, even mid season. It wouldn't surprise me if we made a change. So, um, that's a good thing that, that, that really just means that, you know, sure. Everybody's going to have their preference of who they think is going to be the best, but, um, ultimately, we have a true competition, which just means that we've got three really good guys uh, that I really don't worry about that position anymore. Yeah. I think I think whoever comes out 
the other side of this thing is going to be a really, really good player. And that's, I think as, as we get into the rest of the, the team here, a, a plus player at quarterback can make this a, a potential playoff caliber team. Um, and, and just real quick before we move on, you know, Connor Wigman, I think watching that, I'm, I'm pretty certain that's going to be the guy eventually. I mean, and like not this year, but if and I'm not even sure how, like how this works out, if, if you start King or, or Johnson and they have a good year, but I, I just don't know how you keep Wigman off the field the following season. I think he's, he's He's, He's just too good already, and I'm really curious to see how he progresses over the summer and and how he does in, in, in fall camp. Because if, if he keeps taking you know steps like he's done so far, he may be your winner this this year. You know, he he may be your your your, your day one starter, but um, he's got man, he's I know I know we've we've covered him a ton on on this show, but He's he's one of the best quarterbacks that that I've seen assigned, and I think he's got every quality that that you could want in in a uh, a, a big time college football quarterback. But uh, I think all in all, this 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 position is in a much better spot than it was a year ago, and I think that's what we need to take away from this. Absolutely. Running backs. Um, how about Amari Daniels? Every time that kid is on the field, he impresses. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to to see him get more playing time. Uh, he's he's one that I definitely liked him as a recruit. Really enjoyed watching his film. Was really excited about. I'm still really excited about him, um, and I'm glad. You know, it's it's a foregone conclusion that A-Chain is going to be a standout. Um, mm-hmm. He's already a star. Um, so, in a way, having him not participate in the spring game because he was at track was good because it gave um, more playing time to Amari and Ernst Crownover. But Amari looks fantastic. It, it gives me a great deal of confidence that um, the running back room is as good as advertised. Um, A-Chain has is, is always proved that. Uh, so we didn't really need him out there playing uh, to see what he could do. But seeing Amari play more definitely shows that we're going to have a one-two punch between the two guys. Um, and and he he balled out. He, he really is one of those guys. He's very similar to A-Chain or a nice Smith or somebody like that, that uh, when he's on the field, you see him, you know, he's, yeah. he, he makes an impact and um, that's great. I'm excited to see him play more uh, this year. Really excited about the tandem between Amari and um, a chain, but, but I'll also mention Ernst Crownover looked really good too. He uh, did. He, I've kind of gone into this just because we have so much um, skill at that position. You know, we didn't see LJ Johnson play, but he's another one that we've got there at that position that I've been excited about that. I kind of thought Ernest Crownover would be more of a backup role. Um, and, and watching him play, and again, you can't put too much 
credence to spring game, guys out with injuries, guys out, you know, for track in this case. Um, so maybe he got more playing time in this than, than otherwise. But uh, he, he definitely showed that he's got a lot of strength, a lot of power, and uh, gives us a really good power back to pair with um, our speed backs of, of Amari and A-Chain. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think you're spot on there. And, and, and everyone in the world knows that A-Chain is going to be the guy. He's going to get 20 to 25 touches a game, and, and as well he should because he's mm-hmm. incredible. I think he's a dark horse Heisman candidate. But it, it's good to have it's good to have these guys as depth to give him a break and and not have a, a huge drop off. Uh, I I love how how north and south Amari is because he's not a big guy. He's not little. Like he's he's a shorter back, but he's probably right at two hundred pounds. But just very decisive and gets downhill in a hurry. Like he's not gonna dance around in the backfield or stutter step. He's like, oh, here's where I'm going. I'm going there immediately <laughs> and, and <Yeah>. I'm gone. <laughs> and, uh, but he's, you know, he's, he's strong enough to, to break some tackles too. And he's got some, some pretty good speed. So uh, I think he's a great back, uh, obviously crown over the, the bigger back. Um, just, just really steady. And, uh, I think, you know, if, if any of these guys get in the game, I'm not going to be like, Oh, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> as, as long as, as long as a chain's getting his touches, I mean, I'd love to see any, like any combination of Amari, uh, LJ, who was out, and, and crown over, and even even Le'Veon Moss, who's coming in, um, mm-hmm. I think he's got some real potential. But um, Jimbo loves running the ball, and he's always going to have good backs. I think this backfield's in a really good spot. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And then you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I think what was interesting about the spring game as we kind of transitioned to receiver is that Anaya Smith was having to play some running back uh, due to the number of injuries. And I think that, I mean, it, it wouldn't have made a, like the big, the biggest difference, but I think it, it definitely impacted how the quarterbacks played, not having him out there. And, you know, I think, I think they've had Evan Stewart on the outside with Anaya at slot. Well, they had to move Anais to running back. They moved Stewart to the slot, who had a tremendous day. But it just it, it caused a lot of moving around, and that's that's another thing to look at this at this practice that we just watched and and be able to say things won't look like this in the fall because Anais will be at receiver at slot receiver and and not at running back, and it it just changes the whole the whole outlook of the of the 
of the offense, but it um, does. And, and go back to what I said earlier, it, it gives our offensive guys and defensive guys a new look. It says, well, what happens if a chains out with an injury? What happens Mm -hmm. if we have to play Anias at running back? Well, here's what's going to happen. Evan, you're going to have to move to slot. So you need to be familiar with that position and uh, creates new wrinkles that, that new, new, um, new problems that, that especially the younger guys have to know how to address. Um, and, and that's how you create that next guy up mentality. Yeah. So, so I think it's, it's, it's good in that regard. Um, but you're right. You know, there's, our actual offense is going to look quite a bit different than what we see in the spring game. Um, we're going to run the ball a lot more. We're, we're going to have guys at different positions across the offense. And so that, that definitely, you can't put a whole lot of stock in that. And you also can't put a whole lot of stock in, you know, guys, whether they're super, successful at the spring game they have all kinds of catches and just go off or if they had a few drops and or quarterbacks threw a few interceptions you at the end of the day it is a practice and so you, it's not you can't be like oh well this quarterback's terrible because he threw several interceptions well it's it's different they're still learning you know you got got receivers at different positions they might not be running the routes right, um, and it's there so that we can teach them uh, those positions. And but yeah, moving in the receiver, I mean, there was a lot of guys that that really shined, um, showed showed their growth at at receiver. Um, I thought Evan Stewart did a phenomenal job. Jalen Preston looked really well, or really good out there. Um, Yul Keith, I think, is somebody that is very quiet right now, but I think by the end of this season, he's going to be one of our stars. Um, he he shined. Um, Moose Muhammad played well. Devin Price was out there quite a bit. Um, yeah. Had a few good catches there. Um, so there's a there's a lot of excitement from me at receiver. Um, but yeah, what what stood out to you? What 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 did you like to see, and what do you take with a grain of salt? What I liked to see was Evan Stewart, and I know he's the the like, like the newest thing and the, the hot topic, but it, it's it's warranted. He's 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 the kind of receiver that we've been lacking for a long time. Uh, he can, you know, he he does everything well, like. Like every every receiver the other day had multiple drops, except for Evan Stewart, he had zero. He he did not drop a pass. Um, it made some some spectacular catches uh, along the way, um, but just the elite speed, the elite quickness, the the route running, um, his his football uh, acumen, like it's 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 all great. Um, I've actually I, I pulled a clip uh, of of Jimbo talking about Evan the week before the spring game. I'm going to see if I can cue that up real quick. First of all, tremendous human being, tremendous attitude, great work ethic, a desire to be great, an urgency to be great, and has has excellent athleticism. 
and works in hands and, and drives the game and very intelligent human being. I mean, he works, he gets coached, he plays hard, and he makes mistakes. I mean, it's like any freshman. He'll do it. And, but, yes, sir, takes his coaching, moves on, goes to the next play, can, can run and can great with the ball in his hand, can get the deep ball, can do all the things you got to do. But what, I'm, what I, it's got me the most is his, his ability to be coached, but also his high character, but his ability to have an urgency to be great quickly and not wait and push. And not, and not, but also be, be a huge team guy, being a very good team guy. I mean, I know it's, you know, uh, like, like people might say that's coach speak and things like that, but he, like hearing your head guy talk about uh, a freshman, a freshman like that, it's got to excite the hell out of you because you know what the potential is. And it sounds like, it sounds like Evan is aware of his potential. And he, like, like Jimbo said, has an urgency to, to reach that potential right away. And I, I think, I think that's what's going to happen. I, I agree. I <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about him. He looked really good. He's he's one that I expect to have an instant impact. Um, and just Jimbo saying an urgency to be great, that that to me says, well, he's probably really putting in the time. He's probably staying after practice, working on hands, doing things that maybe most freshmen aren't doing. Um, most freshmen are kind of sitting back and, and kind of trying to learn it at a slower pace. Um, but some of them will come in and really, really, really push. And they come in almost looking like an NFL athlete that, yeah. you know, they have the determination and the, uh, drive to get better and better. Yeah. I remember, I remember, um, uh, Christian Kirk being that way whenever he first stepped on campus, he was all, he was the first one to practice every single day. He, he would get out there when it was just the manager setting everything up and start working on the jugs machine and he would always stay afterwards and um there were several guys that were like that from day one and when i hear that sure i hear coach speak but i really hear more of he's probably doing the extra things that all these other guys aren't doing and um and I, i think he's going to be an instant impact i think he's going to be our star this year and yeah. And he's a freshman. Well, I think like, like any, like especially receivers, like big time receivers in in college, high school, or NFL, or wherever, they have a stereotype of of being, of, of kind of being divas, and it's it's exciting to me to hear that that not only is is Evan Stewart a tremendous athlete and and receiver, but he's coachable. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's he's yes sir, no sir. Uh, putting in the work, urgency to be great, all that kind of stuff. That's just extremely, extremely exciting. And yeah, if if it sounds like he's going to be a starter, like regardless. So yeah. <laughs> I think I think Anias and Evan are two of your starters. Third guy, I'm not. I don't know. It's going to be a battle. Um, uh, Chase Lane is a guy that's been around for a long time. He's he's healthy again. Uh, Jalen Preston, you know, he's he's so good after the catch. Um, and, and like, like spring games are always going to have drops. It, it happens at every, every school in the country. So, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch, you know, the game on Saturday and be like, Oh, we're going to struggle with drops again this year. Uh, you know, it's something that we need to get better at, but you know, it's, it, it's one practice that we saw. I think you can't look at that and apply that to the whole season. You know, I think for sure they'll, they'll end up getting better, but 
you know, and then you got, you know, I think Yul Keith is good. I, li- I like Moose. I like, I like Jalen Preston, but these, there, there's two new freshmen coming in, Chris Marshall and Noah Thomas, who's, who's kind of under the radar. Both those guys can make an immediate impact right away. I'm not saying they will, but they can, they have the ability uh, with, with Chapman moving on. Uh, I don't know the status of, of Hezekiah Jones. I know he's been injured, but there's, there's very likely to be reps to go around, and uh, those young guys are going to have the opportunity to, to, you know, put their best foot forward and and, and get some playing time. Yeah, and so I, I kind of see it as being, you know, we we lost Demas, we've got Chapman now that's moving on, and that's kind of an indicator to me that we must be healthy at that position. Um, these guys that we have must be stepping up because. Otherwise, we would be dependent on Chapman for all the reps, and um, I think I think we probably are comfortable. I, I have a lot of faith after watching. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about our receivers, and I think our receiving room has gotten a lot better just you know over last year. Uh, to where going into this year, I have a lot of confidence in them. And same with tight ends. Uh, our backup tight ends played a lot, and um, they they did really well. Um, but we have a lot of strength at that position that we didn't see any of the main guys out there. And, and I think I, I have a lot of confidence in our passing game this year. Um, I think, I think we're going to have a, a much different look than we did last year. And, and I'm yeah. excited to see it. Um, well, but let's move on to defense. Well, as, as far as, as tight ends real quick, um, mm-hmm. I don't think we saw our starter in the game because I think it's going to be, uh, either Jake Johnson or Donovan Green who start, definitely. Uh, and I think Blake Smith will play a lot. I think he looked, he, he did some nice things. But yeah, uh, Jake Johnson was here this spring. He was a little banged up uh, and and wasn't able to go on Saturday. But he's really impressed. And you know, I, I think I think the world of Donovan Green. He's the, he's the, to, the total package at tight end. So um, it's going to be interesting in the fall. It's definitely a position to watch. But um, with defense in in I think we, we can we can just hit on uh, trenches on both sides because that that's the biggest thing that stood out to me in this game was was mm-hmm. those two units um, was really impressed by by Trey Zoon at left tackle. I think you know that eases a lot of worries about the offensive line. Seeing him go out and perform, uh, I'm, I'm I'm very very excited about him. He had some some great battles with uh, Tamishi Adelier. Who may have been the player of the game? <laughs> um, yeah, he he looked he looked awesome, and you know he won some, and, and Zune won some, and they were back and forth. Uh, Ruben Fathery looked good. Um, you know Bryce Foster's doing track, but uh, there's there's a lot of 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 really nice of really nice players on the O line, and uh, even even for depth, like I know before Moko tweaked his ankle, he looked good. Um, but even when he couldn't go, Blake Trainer looked good. So um, left guard's going to be a battle, and I, I feel good about you know any like any combination of those guys starting. But on the on the D line, uh, Tumiche was was the big one. Um, I thought Mar- I thought Marcus Burris really impressed. Um, he he's a guy that like you know he's a guy that, that you and I watched at the state championships a couple of years back and. Like we're there to watch Landon Jackson, who we thought was the higher-rated player, and 
all Marcus Burris did was just make a ton of plays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I kept, you know, he, he's not a guy that, that the services have talked a lot about with regards to spring practice. So like, like you never know what to expect. Like, Oh, maybe he's not, you know, maybe he's not taking that step. Maybe he's getting passed up. But um, from what we saw the other day, he looked really, really good. I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if he didn't get, you know, at least in the rotation, you know, on, on a really deep defensive line. Yeah, I agree. I, I, um, I have a lot of confidence in our defensive line. Yeah, yes. how can you not? I mean, we have so much talent there. We could throw a dart and and hit something. Um, so that wasn't as much in question to me. Um, but they, of course, played as advertised. Um, and I, I agree, going back to what you said about the offensive line, I think they held up well. Uh, there were some real battles there with how, how deep we are at uh, defensive line and that that gets you excited because um uh, that will definitely strengthen that position as well um but what really stood out to me on the defense was the linebackers uh they really um several of them edrin cooper mainly um there there was a lot of um players that uh, chris russell was another one that that were just they were always there on the ball they were they're really um running the ball and and um, I don't know, just, just really impressed me a lot of them with their size and, and yeah. how, um, they really, I, I didn't go into the game watching the linebackers, but I came away from the game like, wow, our linebacker position is going to be really good this year. Um, so well, and even guys like, uh, like Tari and Lee, uh, right. Tari and Lee, yeah, he was another one I forgot to mention. Like he's he's been around for a while, and I've always wondered, you know, like he because he looked good last spring, and mm-hmm. you know, I was like, man, this guy may get some reps, and you know, he, he never really has has gotten any meaningful reps, you know, due to some guys in front of him. But um, that's a that's a big dude. Like it's a big dude yeah. can move, uh, understands how to play the position. Um, you know, I I'd, I'd like to see him uh, get get some snaps. Um, obviously, Cooper looked great. Um, I thought Ish Harris has been. Uh, a little bit of, of a revelation this this spring. Um, true freshman from a, a small school that didn't really play the position in high school. Um, it, so it's it's always difficult to evaluate, but uh, did some nice things, starting to fill out and uh, and look like a, a Division one linebacker. Um, so that's that's definitely good to see. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was saying about the linebackers. Is um, just some of these new names like Ish Harris really stood out to me. Tyrion Lee. Um, they jumped off the page, and that's what I'm looking at when I'm watching a spring game is to see these new guys that I haven't heard their name on uh, as much. How are they playing? Um, a new guy at defensive back, uh, Denver Harris. He looked he looked like an athlete out there, dude. Um, yeah, he. I, I'm excited to see him. He was he's a big dude, um, so I, I'm I'm stoked to see that. Of course, defensive backs. I mean. There's not much to say there. Most of that backfield was out, um, so we were playing a lot of our backups and walk-ons. Plus, we played a lot of man defense, so um, not really getting just a true look of, of what we got there. Uh, but I do think that we'll have a lot of strength at that position too. That's going to yeah. be my biggest question on defense going in into this season. Um, but we've got probably the best defensive backfield we've ever had. Um, yeah. So – 
I, I'm not necessarily worried about it, but that w- I am anxious to see how they play in the season, and and it gives me a lot of excitement. Yeah, as, as far as secondary, we we probably played without three starters: uh, Antonio Johnson, Jalen Jones, and Tyreek Chappelle didn't play. But even then, that just goes to show you the depth that we have because um, Bryce Anderson looked great. He's a true mm-hmm. freshman. Uh, Denver Harris, he, he played well and looks as physically good as any corner that we've ever had. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, he looks he looks like an NFL corner today. So yeah. um, it, it'll be tough to it'll be tough to keep him off the field. Um, and then obviously, like we get, we saw Jordan Gilbert, he looked great. Um, great to see Miles Jones back in action. He had such yeah, a good, uh, such such a good twenty twenty campaign. Was a big part of that defense on that on that Orange Bowl team, and was was really just lost to injury ever since. And you know he got on the field for one play last season, and it was you know really bad play. He probably shouldn't have been out there, but um, he looks he looks back to his his former self. So um, there's going to be some battles there it, it, as far as uh, who who starts, who gets playing time. Um, it feels like a lot. It's been forever since we've had a great secondary, and we finally have that. And you know, looking at the recruiting, I think we're going to continue to have that sure. uh, in, in into the future. But um, all in all, oh, one guy, one guy I got to mention, uh, Anthony Lucas, true freshman defensive end, um, mm-hmm. looked exceptional. I mean, uh, there's so many D linemen, and we'll get to that in our in our position breakdowns this summer, but. Um, you know, losing four guys, you think, oh, maybe we like, take a step back or, or, or aren't quite as dominant up front. Uh, I no longer think that's the case. I think, you know, there may be an adjustment period, but, you know, seeing guys like Lucas, uh, Tamiche, um, Isaiah Rakes looks improved. Um, Marcus Burris, like all, like all those guys, plus the freshmen coming in, plus the guys that, that didn't play like Shamar Turner and McKinley Jackson. There's just so many guys up front that, it's going to be a great defensive line. We're going to have a great secondary. This is going to be a great defense and uh, good enough to, you know, hang with the best offenses in the country. Yeah, I agree. I think I think our team is going to be built on our defense, and um, and I think we've been waiting for our offense to to step up. But after seeing all the tools that we have now, I think this is a year that we finally see us turn that corner. Yeah. Yep, I love the defense. I I really like the O line, provided they all stay healthy. Um, if quarterback clicks, you know we got some weapons now at receiver and, and maybe even tied in with some young guys. If quarterback clicks, this is a dangerous, dangerous football team. Definitely, it's exciting time. It'll be a good year. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's a great time to be an Aggie. That's right. Um, that'll do it for us today. Uh, next week is coaching draft and then the following week is q a so start sending those questions in asap we are excited to answer those for you and and interact with you guys so um do that if you if you got something on your mind and want us to talk about and uh, we'll talk to you next time bye